Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to a Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 33, where today we're going to be reviewing two of the Headhunter packs from Borderlands 2. But first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email at vaulthuntersguide at gmail.com. Yeah, and don't forget that you can watch us record the podcast live on at twitch.tv slash Guide. And we are back on YouTube as well. Just search up a Vault Hunter's Guide. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty good, considering I forgot that I'm supposed to do that second half now. And I just yeah, I thought and I just <laughs> like I was frantically searching for it. And I was like, no, I think I got this. But do I? And I was like, no, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. It's all good. It's all good. Also, I, when was, I, I also, thought about reminding you, but I was like, nah, it's like that, like tossing your kid into the pool thing. being like, fucking swim, bitch. I mean, you wouldn't say it like that to your kid. <laughs> I was going to say, is that exactly how you did it? <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, I didn't have to. Uh, I didn't have to uh, teach my kids to swim at all. It was great. Other people did. <laughs> yeah, that sounds even weirder. Uh, nah, now, did you just take him to like a YMCA camp then or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. OK, fair enough. So. I, I know this is already getting tangential, but it seems weird that seems weird that like, you know, as, you know, as, as a fetus, you know, as a, as a, you know, like when you're developing and as stuff an like that, unborn, yeah, <laughs> like as, yeah, you're in, you know, you're in a sack full of fluid anyway, but like you don't come out and knowing how to swim. It's like, I feel like that should almost be second nature. That's why a lot of people do water birth is because apparently it's like more it's it's less stressful on the child, supposedly. I mean, Cause they're like already in a sack of fluid and then they're just like in a bathtub or whatever in a big thing of fluid. Anyway, yeah, but I mean, you, you still got to take it out eventually. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not a fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's already that's way what's... off track. <laughs> Somebody's going to like tweet that out. Be like from the latest uh, vault hunters guide kids. They're not fish kids. They're not fish. (laughs) Anyways, it's like, it's like that one Eddie Izzard bit where he's like, he's like, oh yeah, babies taste like chicken. Cause that's what cannibals say is that humans taste like chicken. Therefore babies must also taste like chicken. And like nobody during that live show says anything. And he's like, all right, good. I'm glad you're going along with me on this one. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody like, hey, wait a second. No, they don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Uh, so, Drew, how have your last two weeks in the Borderlands been? Good, good. Pretty uneventful. I'm kind of waiting for uh, for the other events to happen and stuff. The uh, anniversary events. Like, I'm not nothing against the the. Echo cast one that's been going on, but it's just like, eh, yeah, know, not my thing. Yeah. So I mean, we're still working on, we're trying to stream more. Just check us out. Just keep an eye on our Twitter and everything like that. We, cause we are actually doing some more like gameplay streams and stuff, but, but yeah, that's like what he said. As far as like collecting stuff from it, it's kind of like, eh, yeah, for us, for us anyway. Yeah. I just been kind of putzing around. Actually, you know what I'm working on now is I'm, so I'm on, I'm on PC and and I have been for a while and I've got builds for each character and everything. Yeah. What I'm doing now is I'm actually leveling up my um I'm getting so something that's tricky to find is just a clean build like that's done nothing in true vault hunter mode, you know? Oh, sure. Like no side quests or anything like that. Right, right. I mean, not even story quests and stuff. Like, I don't want anything. You know, I just want, like, a clean level 60, like, hasn't done anything, just dropped into TVHM, and there's the build thing, you know? Sure. Um, Just to have for collecting for collecting mission items and stuff uh, later on. So I'm working on doing that currently. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That is understandable. So I just hopped in with a... I started... Um, started today with a level 13 flak and just leveling him up and, uh, you know, we'll do that with all of them. And then when you're on PC, you can make copies of stuff, you know? So when I need something, I can just copy that one, copy the blank one, you know, mm-hmm. and then 
go and do whatever I need to. Fair enough. So I have been doing quite a bit more. Um, I've been working more on, cause you know, I've just, I've just been using flack and, and uh, Zane so much. And so I'm working on getting, uh, I'm working on getting my Moe's and my Amara playthroughs uh, up there as well. Nice. And so that's what I'm working on. Dude, my, my Amara build that I've got is just now going through TVHM. I'm just finishing up that. Uh, I'm about to go back to Promethea. Like I've done all the stuff on Athenus and I'm about to go back to Promethea. Mm, mm-hmm. Man, that, that build that I've got rips and it's only like level like 41, 42, something like that right now. It's nice. so good just cause I've got all the right stuff. The only thing I'm missing is, um, and I, and I know I told you this, but for the sake of the show and everything, the only thing that I'm actually missing is um, I need to get it's a, it's a melee build, so I need to get a uh, COV gun that's got uh, 120% melee damage, and then it has the 300 over 90 appointment, and then I'm and then I'm set. Like mm-hmm. everything else, mm-hmm. I can go ahead and get better versions of and everything like that. But at least for right now, what I'm looking to do will still suit me just fine because I'm rocking, um, I'm rocking. Um, the grave, um, or no, I'm, I'm rocking the ward shield and I'm rocking the grave artifact and I've got the, um, and I've got the, uh, breaker class mod and all that kind of good stuff. So that's just working for, well for me. I'm still using the, I'm still using the butt plug for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time with melee stuff, but if I, as soon as I can find what I'm looking for in a melee gun, that's totally what I'm going to go for. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, what uh, COV gun do you think you're going to go for? Uh, any any of them can spawn with that setup, so it's just as long as as long as I get any of them, I can. But just for sake of ease, I'm probably going to try going for the Ripper because I'm pretty sure the Ripper already automatically has 120 percent melee damage. So that's that's like half the battle right there. Right, right. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Plus, it's a fairly simple farm considering you just get it from Shiv now. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you get it from Shiv now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then what am I thinking of? No, sorry, I was not the Ripper. I was thinking of the Psycho Stabber. Oh, from, from Borman Nates. Yeah. Yeah. E- either way, that's a pretty for, straightforward one too. Is it still f- from Borman Nates? See, I gotta rememorize all this shit now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the whole thing because because it's Borman yep, Nates it and is. he's the Psycho Stabber. I feel like that one was like the flavor win, you know? Sure. Sure. So anyway, but that's, that's what I've been up to. So does the cutsman still drop from Borman? That I don't know. Yes, yes, it does. Fair enough. Also, also on brand. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so So, yeah, um, Jeff today, Mm -hmm. we're going to be reviewing a couple, uh, headhunter, headhunter packs that are like, you know, fucking seven, eight years old or whatever. (laughs) Six, seven years old whatever <laughs> it's all right it's it's for a purpose though because um we're gonna set this episode up by going into this um so in one of i think this was the first time that we really heard about it was in killer six's stream right yeah so in killer six's stream randy pitchford the ceo of gearbox stopped by at one point and he was just chatting with everybody and all that kind of good stuff and killer six brought up a good point and he said is there going to be uh, anything past the DLC that's already been planned? We've had three DLCs now. We're getting a fourth one soon. That's going to be the Krieg DLC. Um, and he's and Killer Six said, "Is there going to be anything past that?" And Randy said, "He he highly alluded to the fact that there was going to be something after that, right. um, but didn't." give a specific uh, K six actually said that what he was looking for was he wanted to head a hunter pack where you took on all of the, uh, all of the Tront family, you know, like cousin Jimmy Tront and yeah. you know grandma Tront and everything. And it's like, yep, it's another one in the bag for what we were looking at. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Exactly. Fucking Timmy Tront. Yeah. Cause what we were, Little we were Timmy Tront. Cause what we were talking about wanting a, a Tront family takedown, like as soon as the first takedown came out. Right. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, anyway, so the first thing that Drew and I thought of as soon as we heard about this was that it's probably going to be Headhunter packs or something similar 
to that effect that we're going to be seeing. So um, that's why we decided to jump in and review these now is to kind of see, to kind of get an idea of how they worked in Borderlands 2 and what worked and what didn't and what could have been done better and everything like that and see how we might be able to apply that a little bit better uh, or apply that same knowledge to Borderlands 3. Yeah, and um, also just just for the sheer fact of like we um, we know that there's a lot of people who are playing Borderlands um, kind of for the first time, you know. So if you ever if you never played the Headhunter packs, then uh, you know here's some info on them and uh, basically yeah. our take on it. And we have and we have a fresh perspective on it because like Jeff and I have both played these headhunter packs several times um but we're just gonna we jumped into them again the other night and just ran through them kind of got our you know just to make sure that we didn't hadn't missed anything or weren't forgetting anything or whatever uh we're only doing two this time we're only doing two this time we're probably going to do two next time we do them which is not necessarily the next episode but just you know whenever we do more headhunter packs for BL2. It'll be another two, and then probably one by itself. Yeah, because there's one in particular that's a little bit bigger than the rest of them seem to be. Yeah, so this time around, y'all are getting uh, How Marcus Saved Mercenary Day and Mad Moxie and the Wedding Day Massacre. Yeah, um, let me set this up too real quick. For anyone that is not aware, the headhunter packs were basically small mini DLCs um, for Borderlands 2. Uh, when these originally came out, I want to say they were like two ninety nine, three ninety nine, something like that. Yeah, I think they were two ninety nine. Yeah, two ninety nine. Uh, just a little bit of content, um, but it was still you know a full you know full story quest and or full you know full quest lines and <coughs> side missions, you know all that kind of good stuff in there. So, mm-hmm. um, so let's go ahead and, and jump into it. So first up, uh, we have how Marcus saved Mercenary Day, and right off the bat, that is a misleading title. Yeah, <laughs> Marcus doesn't do anything. He doesn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's typical Borderlands stuff. Is like somebody else is getting all the accolades and everything, and they're doing it by just telling you, be like, hey, go here and do this thing, and go here and do this thing. So. You as a vault hunter are doing everything in the game and they're all like, you saved us, Marcus, you know, like that. Whole yeah, thing. <laughs> it's bullshit. So whatever it's uh, that's also on brand for Marcus. But uh, uh, so Mercenary Day is a it's a holiday uh, that was created sort of by accident by Dahl. Um, yeah, they Dahl offered up all uh, mercenary work free for one day a year which uh, is a is a poor business model if you're asking this guy. Because, like, like, let's say they were just giving out free PS5s one day every year. Like, Everyone nobody would, would buy them the rest of the yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But whatever, whatever. Um, and it's... Uh, so then it ended up turning into more of a gift-giving, you know, and charity type of thing. Uh, very, very similar to Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Unsurprisingly, all the all the atmosphere and the decor and everything is all Christmas themed. There's Christmas trees and candy canes and presents and snowmen that are trying to kill you and you know yeah, typical yetis. Christmas stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing that they really nailed with this one. Um, I, you know, not not to not to jump ahead too much, but that's the thing is that there wasn't. I feel like this one didn't have quite as much. Um, content to it, I guess, but the atmosphere and everything they they just nailed it. it was perfect. yeah the music the music's great the music is really really good mm-hmm. um just the the general feeling of of what a joyous and uh, amazing you know holiday like Christmas would be if it was celebrated in the Borderlands universe right. Yep. And even as far as it starts out and everything, it starts out pretty cool. Um, like there's, um, it starts out and Marcus lets you into the town of <laughs> Gingerton is the name of the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and it starts out, um, even going through like, uh, a cupboard that opens up 
and the, you know, the pines kind of bend back and everything. And then there's like a lamppost there as like a homage to Chronicles of Narnia type thing, which I guess is synonymous with Christmas. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I read, I read those books and I don't, I mean, maybe I got to read them again, but like, I don't remember there being like a huge Christmas theme to them or whatever, but yeah, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the monster mash. Like it's played around Halloween, but at no point in the song monster mash, do they mention that it's Halloween at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I bet there's going to be at least one playing the monster mash around like Valentine's day or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet there's going to be at least one person out there that'd be like, that can't be true. And then it goes and listens to monster mash and they're like, no way. They're right. We'll save you the time. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't. So, um, so yeah, they, the setup and the, and the atmosphere and everything like that is, is great. Um, they do a really, really good job. So, uh, as far as the plot, um, wait, so, spoilers. Yeah, kind of <laughs> Maya's dead. <laughs> Maya's dead. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> anyway, so, um, Ava kills Tyreen. That's, that's, that's not true at all. <laughs> anyway, so fine. You want to talk? I'm going to let you explain the plot. Ah, shit. All right. So the plot is basically like you show up in Gingerton and everything is frozen, including the tracks for the train, um, the train, which is about to deliver presents to all the citizens of Gingerton. Marcus being a fucking asshole as always wants to steal the train full of guns and everything. Cause he's a dick, mm-hmm. but the tracks are frozen over. So he's like, Hey, listen, I'm going to pay you to come in here, get the train going again. So you go, the whole town is frozen over. People are frozen in place. Houses are frozen over. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's, you know, whenever there's like snow apocalypse 2020 and like shit like that, like, this is really what happened in Gingerton, apparently. <laughs> like, actually, this time. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. Uh, so, anyways, you go and you find out that somebody stole the coal. You're not sure who, and you're like, whatever. You go and let the train free. The train has the coal in it. You go and deliver the coal to the furnace. It heats the whole town up. Smaller than average Timothy is, like, fucking psyched that he's not frozen anymore. <laughs> um, it's a fantastic name for a character. Yeah. So, so that's the thing is that there are some side characters in there that are great. So first of all, the big bad evil guy that's in here is Mr. Tender Snowflake. Yeah. Which, you know, is fun. It's just a giant snowman. That's it. But he has like a magic hat, like Frosty the snowman does where like, you know, wears the hat and brings him to life and everything like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you have smaller than average Timothy, which is uh, very obviously uh, a reference to tiny Tim from a Christmas Carol. So and then I feel like even, to be, they could have been a little less on the nose and been like, you know, like instead of Tiny Tim, they call it Smallish Jim. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like they could no, have changed it up a little bit. <laughs> right, right. But they're like, nah, his name is still Tim. Tim. So uh, even the train conductor who's is their name is Conductor Rankin. And some of you might be like, what, what's Christmassy about that? <laughs> right, so, right. Um. Yeah, conductor. So Rankin and Bass were the was the name of the company who was in charge of, or they were the ones that produced all of like those really famous stop motion animation type uh, Christmas specials. All, like, all the ones you love, Frost. Actually, they did Frosty the Snowman too, which was not an animated one, or which was not stop motion. Right, just the but animated. It was animated. One. Yeah. So there's that and Rudolph and. Uh, Santa Year Claus without a Santa Claus. Town. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. Yeah. You're without a Santa Claus. Um, Classic. Yeah. Rudolph's shiny new year to a lesser extent. <laughs> oh, we had a reference to, to those just last episode. Cause in going, going gun, we talked about, Oh, uh, some gun that had a line from that. Oh, put one foot in front of the other. And it was a reference to the flipper. Oh yeah, that's right. One foot front of the other. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So like, yeah. Holy shit. I better be able to put this together. Otherwise I'm going to look like a friggin' idiot. <laughs> so anyway, conductor Rankin, that's, that's what's up with that. And for a character that you don't actually see because she's inside the train, 
It's fantastic. Like the entire time, she's all like very sweet and grandmotherly and everything, but she's still driving a train like on Pandora. So like, you know, at one point she's like crushing ice and like snow, you know, evil snowman and everything. And she's like, choo choo, mother humpers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it says piss off is like spray painted on the side of the train and stuff. It's super good. But it's like, but anyways, it's like Christmassy. Like it looks like it's on like a tag for a gift and it's got like holly and candy canes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, so anyways, you thaw out the town, you, uh, and then you have to go and fight Mr. Tinder snowflake. You got to ring the bells to summon him. Um, you got to fight him on this big frozen pond. Um, Fairly, fairly simple fight. Pretty easy ish. Yeah. Uh, if you want to cheese it, just go back behind like the scaffold for the uh, for the platform that you can go up to get back out of that area. You can yeah. kind of cheese it by hanging out back there. Yeah, because you so. drop down in an arena and then once you get past like a certain point, it's like the arena kind of has like a semi invisible wall thing that like keeps him from getting too far out of it and stuff. And that's if you go back behind that back to where the entrance is. Yeah. Kind of yeah. thing, um, but it's uh he's a, he's a decent boss, decent boss like not nothing nothing crazy difficult. It's not like a not like an actual raid boss or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you know, definitely yeah. worth definitely worth farming because when you kill Mister Tinder Snowflake, then the train actually does deliver all the presents, and they open up from the side of the train. Like like those uh, like those lifesaver storybook things that everybody got as kids in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can still find them. I still buy one for myself every freaking Christmas because I'm an adult. Nobody can tell me no. <laughs> you're an adult, which means that you have the means to be able to do that kind of stuff. But now you're cursed with the thoughts of being like, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah, and I spread it out, and I'm not even done with it until you know. Valentine's Day candy is showing up, but <laughs> right. Yeah, um, that train is actually a really good place to get just like some really random kind of pieces of gear. Like it's super weird because some of the stuff that you can get from it. class mods show up on there quite a bit, um, you know, including and- legendary class mods. Yeah, like it's pretty like if you want to get a legendary class mod at a at a lower level, you know, like around, you know, end of playthrough one, like normal mode, then like that's a it's a good place to hit up and farm for uh, for a legendary class mod at that point. Yeah, same thing with uh, a lot of people. If they're playing as Krieg or an explosive Axton, will go there for um, uh, one. Of, it's one of the uh, rocket launchers. I can't remember which it's like one of the purple rocket launchers. Oh, so you know the one I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> can't can't think of the name though. Yeah, I can't. I can't off the top of my head. Damn. That's um. That's the problem when a company puts 87 bazillion guns in there. You're gonna forget a couple of them every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, super super good. Um. It's a it's a really quick farm. You know, if you're cheesing it and everything, and or if you're just set up properly. Quick and easy farm, lots of loot, lots of, it's a good, diverse loot pool. Yep. Um, even if you don't get like a, a legendary class mod for whatever you're playing as right then, you might find something for, for another character that you want and you can stash that in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are some, f- well, there's, um, couple of other fun little Easter eggy kind of things in there as well. Um, so for, well, first of all, before we get to that, so the fight itself is, it's not difficult, but it is kind of interesting just because there's no other boss that's like that in the game. It's not like you have other enemies throughout the rest of the vanilla game or any of the DLCs that are just snowmen and whatever stuff like that. So I think right. what's really cool is that he likes to do things like jump in the lake and he does like to like throw snowballs at you and stuff like that. So it is, it's a unique fight, but again, it's not, it's not difficult or tough or anything like that, but it is, it's really, it's visually and aesthetically pleasing for what they're going for in the DLC. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, like you're going to do better if you have a, if you have a good fire weapon at the, uh, at the ready. Mm hmm. No shocker there, considering uh, the enemy type. Um, 
Mr. Tinder Snowflake is not actually dead until you until you take his hat and then he calls you a dick and he melts. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're a pro, you can take his hat off and then shoot it in the air right off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the good times. <laughs> So when we played through this, Jeff claimed that he did that, but I didn't, uh, I mean, he was host, so it did it for him. But for me, it just like looked like Jeff, like knocked it onto the ground. And then he like stared off into the distance for a while. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, like with his Krieg, like something like reflecting on, he's like, what have I done? <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, yeah, there are some side quests and everything that are, or the, I guess there's the one side quest. In there's there. a side quest. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually how these go. Again, they're very bite sized, you know, like I said, two ninety nine for these. And so you get one story quest and then there's one side quest that goes with it. This one in particular was, um, you were delivering presents to different homes and everything and smaller than average. Timothy is talking about it and he's great. He, Cause he's, He's, he's like so fucking happy. Yeah, he's so happy about it. He's like, oh, what a glorious, what a glorious day that the, that they're giving us these presents. Isn't this magical? You know, like that kind of attitude and everything. And it's and he I, acknowledges that they're that they're from Hyperion. And he's, you know, like, oh, Hyperion's turning a new leaf. And, you know, even yeah. though they tried to destroy the world, you know, look, yeah. they're trying to make up for it. Yeah. And he's in, <laughs> you know, and he's like. You know, he's talking about it's such a it's such a good act of faith for them to do this, considering most of the people in Gingerton are ex slabs, you know, and yeah, yeah. Talking about that. And he's like, I wonder if they'll give us toy robots. Oh, what times we should have together, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and everything. So you drop off all these presents and everything. And as soon as you drop off the last one, then they like, you know, the presents themselves turn it into like mini loader bots and they start attacking you and everything like that. And he's still like super happy and positive about it and everything. You know, he's just like, like, I, I feel like he says something about, well, at least they tried or something like that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, um, that's the only, that's the only side quest. Um, I don't even know what you get for it. Honestly, like it's just, it's, it's worth, just, it's just cash and XP. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it to do that side mission. If nothing else, just to hear like, how fucking pumped that little tiny psycho is, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you look at smaller than average, Timothy's like, uh, like his character know, like, model. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. His model. Like it's literally just a, like a 60% psycho. I'm pretty sure. It's just <laughs> yeah. Like, like take a psycho, shrink it down 50%. They'd be like, that's a little too small, a little bit bigger. They're like, yeah, it's perfect. Right. Yeah. There. 60%. They do, they, yeah. They do that. And then, the, yeah, they do that. And then they put like one of the village, like one of the townsfolk or villager, whatever you want to call them, like NPCs, they put, um, like one of those heads on them with like a top hat. <laughs> yeah. And, and a mask. Yeah. And a mask and everything. Smaller than average. Timothy masks up. So should you. Mm hmm. True fact. You want to talk, you want to talk about breathing problems. <laughs> that kid's got them for show. For sure. So, uh, in addition to psychos, Drew, <laughs> this other random side character in here is one of your favorites. He's, he's truly is one of my favorites. I don't think that he has a name, but he's just like a singing psycho that sings a psycho like, um, Christmas Carol. It's amazing. And you should play it. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to go over what the lyrics are or anything, but it's just, it's all the noodles. You got to go and check it out. (laughs) All the noodles. (laughs) Um, It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Although the, the intro part to that, like the piano intro is, is it takes a second. Like I, I genuinely don't know why it's so long. Mm-hmm. Is it just so that way he can say that line that he has right there at the beginning? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's just a lot of fun lines for that. Um, one of the other cool things, though, is in addition to the um, in addition to the the loot that you get from the train, there are actually a couple of solid red chests in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple uh, kind of up, uh, sort of by where you first get to the train, and then one further down, stuff like that. Some of them are kind of are kind of hidden, but they're you know, they're really fun to get to and everything like that. I think right offhand, 
I can think of three red chests for sure. So yeah, same. Um, so yeah, but it's uh, it's good times. I really like it. I th- like I said, I think they really did a good job on that one as far as capturing the essence of Christmas or you know whatever whatever winter holiday, but pri- primarily Christmas and really bringing that Borderlands feel to it. I think they did a good job. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so scale of seven. What do you give it? Um, I would give this one. I'd actually probably give this one. I'd probably give this one actually a six out of seven. Yeah, same. I would too. It's, um, <clears throat> I mean, the cost of it is so neg was so negligible at the beginning anyways. And now it comes included in the game of the year edition or the handsome, uh, collection version. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just thrown in there. They're like, you can have it. And it's just more loot that you can get. Yeah. So why not? It's totally, totally worth it. Six out of seven. It's not like, it's not a masterpiece. It's not chef's kiss, you know, or anything, but like, but like, it's really, really solid. Yeah. Six out of seven. Yeah. And I think one of the other fun things about it too, and, and this just ties into all the headhunter packs in general. I think one of the really fun things though, is that this just adds to end game content that you can do. Cause I yes. don't know how many times back in the day I would watch people play uh, borderlands two on Twitch and they would just go through and they'd be like, all right, everybody raid boss rotations. You know, I need three new viewers in here right now. So they'd get like whoever the streamer was, would get three viewers in. They would do a rotation that included like all of the head hunter pack bosses and then like all of the uh, bosses, you know, and like all of the raid boss, you know, raid boss or quote unquote raid boss, however you want to look at them sure. um, from the head hunter packs and from, you know, they would do Terramorphous and then they would do all four of the DLCs and everything like that. They do all those and they just added that much more content for that kind of stuff. So they do one rotation everyone would leave and then they'd be like, all right, three more people. Let's get in here. Let's do it. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's solid. Um, it's a solid model. I would, I would absolutely, here we go. Getting into bringing it back to borderlands three a bit. What would a, what would a mercenary day, uh, headhunter pack look like in borderlands three? In your opinion. Um, it's I gotta think be it w- focused around Marcus again, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gotta be focused around Marcus. Um, I feel like it'd be fun to, you know, I, I don't know. Cause I feel like you'd almost need to set, set it in its own area, kind of similar to what this one was. Mm. Um, but I feel like this time you'd be trying like Marcus would want to be getting presents for, like all the people that he cares about that are like on sanctuary or all the NPCs or whatever. So he'd be like getting it for, you know, he'd be like getting one for like Tannis and Ava and Moxie and, you know, all that kind of stuff, Hammerlock and, and Wainwright and all that kind of thing. But he doesn't want to pay for any of it. So instead he just pays you to go and like kill a bunch of like random enemies, like, like mid tier bosses and then like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you take their guns or whatever from them and then <laughs> give them to like, you know, these people. solid, solid. <laughs> I like that idea. Here's something that I want to see more of in, in borderlands is stuff that is unique to the different vault hunters. So like each one has a, like has a different way of getting to something because they all have different skills and abilities and stuff. Oh, so sure. like, Let's say that, you know, for Moe's, Moe's has to, like, slam through this ice thing in Iron Bear. Or Mm -hmm. if you have Flax Pet, you can, like, point it to do, like, an attack thing, but it, like, runs up onto a roof and, like, goes down the chimney to grab some shit from inside and then, like, brings it back to you. Oh, or, like, Zane, since he usually has, like, some... Like, um, you would set it for his, uh, digiclone or whatever. And then yeah. what it would have to be is like, all right, put the digiclone here, go across this thing. But as soon as you go across it, like this bridge explodes. So you got to like digiclone yourself back across or something like that to get back. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like that. Something like that. Yeah. And like for Amara, like she needs to get up on a roof somewhere to like go into a chimney. She's got to like, she can like phase grasp a ladder that like pulls it down so she can climb up it and shit. Like, yeah, that'd be, I want to see. S- I want to see stuff like that worked in. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Cause 
I, I feel like they've nailed the aspect of like giving each character their own unique dialogue for different situations. I think they're really on par with that right now. So I sure. totally agree that being able to incorporate some of your skills and some of the actual physical aspects of your character would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it'd be a, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, moving on to the next one then. Uh, so the other one that we played was, um, Mad Moxie and the wedding day massacre. This one was kind of a unique one because, um, all the rest of them came out and they were aligned mostly, um, with one other exception with specific, um, what with like specific holidays. So the mercenary day one, that one was the winter holiday themed one, like the Christmassy one. They also have the, uh, waddle gobbler head under pack. That one was Thanksgiving. And then you also had the, um, and then you had the original, um, shoot Halloween themed one. TK's bloody harvest. Yeah. The bloody harvest. Bloody harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other two, uh, this one is Mad Moxie and the Wedding Day Massacre, and then the other one being uh, the Son of Cromorax. The Son of Cromorax was kind of like loosely like summer themed, uh, and we'll get into that another time. And then this, and then the Mad Moxie and the Wedding Day Massacre came out in between uh, Valentine's and um, and St. Patrick's Day, or nope. around that time. Yeah, it came out. Uh, three days before Valentine's Day. Right. But it was meant to it was meant to kind of cover both of those, weirdly it enough. It does, yes. Yeah. So um so yeah, the the plot of that one essentially is um you're dropped into this random place and you 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 are helping Moxie set up a marriage between a Zafford and a Hodunk so that that way the feud that they've had that you've actually kind of, you know, fueled on. Uh, and most of the time have helped Ellie to fuel is going to be done and everyone's going to be happy and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. To, uh, to put it into context, if you've never played borderlands two, it's similar to the feud between the, uh, the Hatfields and the McCoys. It's like that kind of thing going on, except for like the Zaffords are, uh, vaguely like Irish stereotypes, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, basically not vaguely there. They are overt and, uh, borderline offensive uh, Irish stereotypes. And then the Hodunks are the same, but for rednecks essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. Uh, God, just like if you, if you think of like a stereotype, like wouldn't that be awful to have like an Irish stereotype, marry a redneck stereotype? Like that seems like a very volatile situation, you know? That's only because you're stereotyping. Yes. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But I'm just saying like, like neither one, like neither group can be represented by, you know, the Zaffords and the Hodunks, you know, truly. Right. Yeah. No, I gotcha. So, but you're totally right. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of thing is, is you're helping do this and the whole thing like looks sketchy from the start. Like you start out and like, you see this happy couple and everything that's like, Oh, that's, that looks really nice. And then they immediately just get like struck by lightning and killed. You know, it's like, Oh, right away. Moxie's like, Oh, I hope that's not an omen or something like that. Right. Right. Um, Spoiler. It's totes an omen. Yeah. Um, Drew, would you agree with me on this one? I feel like the story on this one or the plot of this one is a little bit. Eh, but the, but, like the the side like the side quests and the extra stuff in this one I feel like are better. Yes, yeah, for sure. The side quests uh are much better than the than the main story in this one. Um main story just really kind of like eh, I feel like you're kind of grasping at straws here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um I feel like it would have been better. Okay, so the, the long and short of it is that <clears throat> The Zafford doesn't want to marry the Hodunk, so Moxie's like, of course, love potion. Of course, because of course, you know? So mm-hmm. you got to go and get put together this love potion, gather the components, deliver it to the ceremony. They both drink, you know, it's it's a disaster. 
I think it would have been better to play off the whole like they're they're clearly supposed to be like the Hatfields and McCoys. I yeah. think it would have been better to play off of that thing because there was, if I remember right, like it was a thing about like one of them shot the other one's pig chick pig. That's it. Good call. Yep. So like it would have yeah, been I remember, better. To, I remember like, that story. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better to do something along those lines. But like you know, this all started because. Rag a frag a zaffer shot our, you know, skag, our prize skag, you know, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So you got to like go and find a, find a skag that is, you know, a good replacement. And you bring back one skag and they're like, they're like, Psh, that's no prize winning skag there, you know, so you got to like go and get a better one, you know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I feel you. I, I like that. So, yeah, it's I feel like this one was kind of tough to work with. Like they, they did it. Sure. But it is kind of tough to work with. Um, a couple of things just because, uh, so like one of the things is that you need to get something, um, like Moxie messes. Yeah. Moxie messes it up. She says something in order to make this love potion, you need something new, something old, something borrowed and something gold. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, that's you know, the, right. Yeah. The first thing is, um, so right away, Ellie is like, she, Ellie's not there, but she's trying to like quote unquote help. She's like, Oh, I know something that takes care of both those things. And she's like, go to these coordinates and you get there and there's just a baby. And it's like the baby from this couple, you know? And she's like, see, it's, it ain't, you know, it ain't technically yours. So you're just borrowing it and babies are new. So it's something <laughs> that's half of it right there. You know? And she's like, Moxie's like, we're not throring a baby into a potion, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. She's Moxie, like, immediately is like, I don't like this. This is mm-hmm. not. This is not good. Yeah. So you're going around and gathering these components. Um, one of the next things that you're going to be doing is, um, whiskey. You, yeah. Yep. Whiskey. Uh, and so because you're you're getting aged whiskey to make this thing yeah. out. That's the something old part. So you go into. A Zaffer distillery, and in order to do that, you meet this robot who's, um, or you meet this loader who's too much of a chicken to go in and save, you know, his loader bot girlfriend type situation. Mm-hmm. And so eventually you talk to him and you bust through the wall and they're together and everything, and that's great. And, uh, and then you get through there and you find the whiskey and then you also need something gold and you find just like a loader that's just made of gold. So you get some gold from, from that loader after killing it. And then you put all the components together. You make the baby cry to like get tears from it. Cause apparently that counts somehow yeah. tears. So. I mean, the tears I guess are new cause the baby just made them, but like the tears is not borrowed. That is not, that should not work. <laughs> Right. Maybe that's the maybe that's the flaw in the whole. Well, that in addition to the fact that it's not supposed to be something new, something old, something borrowed, something gold. It's supposed to be something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. That to be fair, that's like one of the greatest lines they ever they ever wrote in the entire in the entire <laughs> in the, in series. The whole thing. Yeah. So one at, at one point, Ellie's like questioning it as you're on your way back to finally do this whole thing. Ellie's questioning it. And she's like, "Wait a minute, that's not right, isn't it?" isn't it something, isn't it something blue? And Moxie's just like, no, blue doesn't rhyme with gold. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like freaking idiot. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. So you do this whole thing. Um, and in case we hadn't mentioned this, this is an important part. So both, uh, both was it Colin and Bridget, right? Colin's Afford and, and, and yeah. And Bridget's Hodunk. Yeah. So they're both, um, the Goliath like class enemies. Mm-hmm. So they've got the helmets and everything like that on. And, and hold on, hold on before you give them the drink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is one of my, is my favorite line from the whole thing because the whole marriage is being uh, performed by a loader bot that is called innuendo bot. And all it does is just throw out sexual innuendos all the time. Cause and it's been his... programmed by Moxie. <laughs> right. Right. Such. Yes. The beginning, like the, the the line that innuendo bot uses to greet everybody who has shown up to this thing it says i'm so glad that everybody came 
and it like puts such an emphasis on that and mm-hmm. it like has it in brackets in the subtitles and everything this is the the couple quivers in anticipation yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite line from it although i do love the uh you know blue doesn't rhyme with gold so yeah so it's really solid you know you give them you pour the the potion in the thing and um Right they away, drink it, it out of resentment from each other. Yeah, and they end up drinking it, and then they go to they go to kiss because now they're in love, and they, and so they take off their helmets. And there's only one thing that happens when, you know, when uh, Goliaths take off their helmets, they go full on berserker mode. So that fight is really interesting, though. I I yeah. kind of really like that fight. Um, the way it works is the fight is a shared health bar between. Colin and Bridget. And the thing is, is that if you don't kill, if you kill one of them and you don't kill the other one soon after, they'll revive the the one that you've killed. So it's kind of a constant thing and you've got to work on them both a little bit and they have their own like mini health bars that pop up above their heads and everything like that. Um, But the big enemy health bar that you're used to at um, the top of the screen, or I guess in Borderlands three, it's the bottom of the screen, isn't it? I think. Yes. No, I think it's at the top. Whatever. God, top. I, we only play this game a f- shit ton. Yeah, I know. So, anyway, um, but you go through and you do that fight, and it's you know it's a really solid fight. It, it it is just what it is. You know, it's it's a lot of ads and two goliaths. So you know they're constantly so throwing of, sp- and then and they're big goliaths. Like it's like badass goliaths. You know, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. If you want to, you can fully you can fully like level them up. You know, you can let them do their own thing until they become like a, the God couple, you know, and it's just mm-hmm, bananas. Mm-hmm. So, um, overall that fight again is pretty unique. Uh, it can be challenging depending on how it goes for you. Uh, and depending on how much you decide to let them level up. So it's kind of a controlled thing, but, um, when we, I don't know, anytime we were doing this, we had a pretty good system. Drew was playing zero. I was playing as, as Krieg. Um, a lot of the time drew a death mark something and then I would just go ham with my melee and that seemed to work out pretty well. So, yeah, yeah, that worked out well for, uh, for the couple also worked out well for the, uh, for the, like the mini, uh, mission of killing all the threshers. Yeah. Did you want to explain how that works or do you want me to? Yeah. So when you are, as you're going through this entire area, it's all on one map. Um, you can find different colored fish and they are the rarities that, you know, they go along with the rarities of the weapons. So there's white, uh, white, green, blue, purple, orange. And when you get them, you take them back to a corresponding fishing rod that is, uh, placed on a dock. So you can fish for threshers and you put the, these fish on the hooks and then it'll, It'll yoke up a thresher up onto land where you are, and then you kill the thresher, you take one of its tentacles, and then hang it over above this red chest that won't open until you've killed all five threshers. Um, they're all they're all named. They all have different things going on for them. The fire one was a real bastard for Jeff and I. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of struggled on that one. But that I think that was the first one that we did. Maybe the second one. That was like Something the second like one, I think. But yeah. it's the fire one is physically the biggest out of all of them i think i think and right. yeah and the fire novas that it does are massive like the yeah, fire novas no, that it throws out are huge and fast and there's like hardly there's like almost no way to avoid them mm-hmm. so but it's a so that's a fun little side mission then innuendo bot has uh has its own little side mission thing where you gotta it's been watching too many rom-coms apparently and you gotta uh, help it find love, which is not not easy. Mm-hmm. So what you end up doing is, um, having seen these rom coms, what it decides to do is it's going to get gifts and give them to people, and then and then you know either compliment or whatever, just talk to them about it. So uh, you get a couple of things. What you get some cigars, you get. S- a blonde wig and, and a can of grease and a can of grease. Yeah. 
So these these are the gifts. So the first thing I felt really bad because you end up getting this blonde wig from the two loaders that you helped earlier, the like the boyfriend and girlfriend type loaders. And so you end up killing them, which still makes me feel bad, you know? Yeah. And they even, they, it she, gets, she makes a convincing argument. <laughs> she does. It gets super meta because it's like, I, you know, it's like, I need it. And then as, as soon as that happens, she's like, well, it's just for a side quest though, isn't it? You could just like not finish it. It's like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really dig that. Um, it's a, uh, it's good times. It's, um, <sighs> Frankly, the loot from this one, not nearly as good, which kind of makes sense because it's less like Mercenary Day is based on Christmas. It's all about gift giving. So you would expect to get a a shit ton of loot. Like there's a couple red chests in this. There's not really any super great. I I would say it's worth it to kill all the Threshers because they actually drop a decent amount of loot every time they die. So uh, definitely do that. Don't look for you know, super great loot from killing the, from killing the end boss here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are two chests back in the, uh, church that you can open from it. Uh, yeah. cause initially the ceremony is going to be held in a church, but then it clears up and it's a, it's a sunny day instead of rainy, like it started out. And so, um, then they decide to hold the ceremony outside. So whatever. Um, there's also, um, I don't know. There's just, just a couple other things that make this one really interesting looking. Uh, one of the other big things is that um, there are like random hearts that show up during certain things. And the hearts are like eight bit, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like that. Uh, yeah. That's just a nice aesthetic thing. And then one of the other things too, is that because this is also meant to be partially um, St. Patrick's day themed, there's also a leprechaun that runs around in here and you can mm-hmm. like, you know, smack him and get loot and stuff like that from it, which is, which is pretty interesting. It's the yeah. same on, it's the same model as, uh, the Bagman is from, um, that. Yeah. From, from the, the Holy uh, Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From the clan war, uh, quest line. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so that's pretty interesting. Um, and then once again, just having another boss rotation to do is really interesting for this. And this one is pretty unique. So, yeah, definitely. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, there was... Um, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of uh, Easter eggs and stuff. I mean, it's it's fine. There's uh, interesting stuff like when you fight the uh, tipsy threshers and they hit you, you get a little... Like, it does almost like the grog nozzle thing where you're like... It's supposed to mimic you being drunk. Yeah, it's got um, the drunk effect on it. Same thing when you're sampling the whiskey to figure out which whiskey you got to put in the love potion. So, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. The it's fine. I would say scale of seven. I would give it like a four probably. Yeah. I would say the same thing. Um, the side things in this one, like you said, are a little bit more interesting, but there's still not as much that you can get from it. Like, it's like, yeah, you can go and, and do the thresher thing whenever you want. But red chests were notoriously never that great in Borderlands 2. So, right. Yeah. There was, I, I want to say that the one that Jeff and I opened up for the, uh, for the, from the Thresher thing was just like all green grenades, I think. Yeah. And, so. uh, so that's, that sucks. But I mean, it is, it is another piece of content. So, like, it's, it's fine. And it, again, it's included with Handsome Collection, all that shit. So I have no issues with it, but it's definitely not my favorite. And that's, you'll kind of see that in the next one that we do of these. Also, uh, we kind of pair up like a one that we think is pretty solid with one of the ones that's a little lackluster, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of keep it balanced. We don't want to, do, it would suck to do a show on be like, both of these are fucking awful. It would be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that'd be uninteresting. Right. So, so that's, uh, and I, and I would agree with drew. I would say that it's like a four out of seven for me on that one. If the main story was a little bit more coherent and everything, it would be a little bit better, but it's just, it's so off the wall. And my suspension of disbelief is just not there as much as it is with the first one, I guess. Like, yeah, I feel like it's just kind of like phoned in, you know? Y- yeah. And it's one of those things where, and a lot of people talk about that kind of thing. It's like, 
oh, suspension of disbelief. It's like, oh, you're running around and being a psycho that gets one giant arm every once in a while and then throws buzz axes into people's skull. And it's like, and you want to talk about suspension of disbelief? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm very aware of that. But suspension of disbelief is still important in those things. Like if you're watching, if you're watching a, like a Transformers movie and you're watching the dudes that are in the army and they go and they like shoot a gun for like 30 seconds straight without reloading. And it's just like a regular, like AK 47 or, you know, something like that. It's like, yeah, I know for a fact, that's not how long that gun fires. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that is not how that works. Yeah. You know? Whether that, whether that dude's shooting at Godzilla or not, it doesn't matter. It'd be like, that's not how that works at all. Mm-hmm. So, and, and everyone has things like that. I mean, I'm sure that there's people out there that listen that are, that are mechanics that are the same way that like hate, like, you know, the fast and the furious series. They're like, yo, that car would get jacked up, you know, like <laughs> something, right. you know? Right. Right. So, um, all right. So we've, and now we've actually had a, uh, Valentine's day themed event for borderlands three. What would you like to see for upcoming an upcoming one? Would you have St. Patrick's Day like have its own one since we had the uh, Broken Hearts event before? I think so. Yeah, I, I think I would. Um, yeah, you have a thought. I do. I don't. There are no Threshers in Borderlands Three, correct? Not that I remember. Not that I remember. No. Ooh, or you know what? You know those. You know the Snaky Boys in. Uh, oh, in the Bounty the, of Blood DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the worms, I think they call them. Right, right, right. So you do like a whole thing of like St. Patrick clearing the snakes from Ireland, okay? It's like based <laughs> around that. Yeah. That's all I got is just it's the worm guy, worm snaky guys or threshers if you want to bring them back. And you're St. Patrick and you got to get them away, but with big fucking guns and shit. Maybe like you have maybe like maybe that's the thing. It's like. Oh yeah, well you heard the story about St. Patrick driving the you know the snakes out of Ireland. It's like what they didn't know is this is the gun he used to do it. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there so you, you go. get so you get the gun, but you have to like charge it up by like actually killing the worms or something like that as you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so what you do is you like maybe that would be a cool thing is like it starts out as like a white rarity, and then you have to like the more of those things you kill, the better rarity you get it. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a really good idea. I dig that a lot. Yeah. But uh, and I don't remember what this is from. I, th- I want to say it's from Letterkenny, but I uh, don't think there never were no snakes in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. That is from Letterkenny. So, yeah. And anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at with those. Overall, I still think that I, I guess this is the big thing. So, so Drew, for you. Um, the, um, how Marcus saved mercenary day. Is it worth, was it to you? It, was it worth two ninety nine? Hell yeah. Okay. Hell so, yeah. So same thing for Mad Moxie and the wedding day massacre. <laughs> it's that's one of those, like, that's one of those like drunken Amazon shopping things, you know, where you're like, have a, have a one too many. And then you're like, Oh, I bought this DLC. I uh, hope it doesn't suck. And then you play through it and you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you would like, I feel like you wouldn't intentionally buy it for two ninety nine, but you wouldn't be mad if you did. <laughs> yeah. Like knowing what it is, like I wouldn't be like, that's how I feel about it. But at the time, you know, all mm-hmm. day, two ninety nine all day for an hour's worth of content. You oh know? yeah. Right. So. All right. Yeah, and I would say the same thing. I'd I'd be willing to pay like two ninety nine for both mm-hmm. of them. Don't worry, we'll get to the one that I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think I know. I think I know which one. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving right along. I guess that takes us to. Uh, I guess that takes us to one particular part of the show that we like to end on. Through uh, what do we got? Going, going, gone. Nice. <laughs> All right. So today on Going, Going, Gone, we're just kicking it to something simple from from the vanilla game that nobody should use. Don't, don't, don't get this gun. 
<laughs> Don't, Don't do, do it. it. <laughs> but here it is, anyways. The Barrage is a legendary assault rifle manufactured by Dahl. It can be obtained from Butt Munch, located in the Droughts. You got to complete the uh, Skag Dog Days quest line first before you can farm for it. Uh, but simultaneously, you can also farm Truffle Munch and uh, Mincemeat, which uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember what they dropped because, like I said, everything's been changed around now. So let me see if I can find it quick. Oh, Truffle Munch drops the Bearcat and Mincemeat drops the Tunguska. So, you know, if you're into any of those, uh, you can farm all three basically simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the red text reads quick maths we are unsure of precisely what this is a reference to but the first thing that comes up when you google quick maths is um it's part of a line from the song man's not hot by british rapper big shack okay (laughs) and the line goes skinny scat or skinny cat cat boom Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three. Quick maths. <laughs> that video is so good. <laughs> that's a real line from a real rap song. If you haven't, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, you should definitely go and look up the gent version of that, which is super good. <laughs> oh, sick! I'll bet you that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, for anyone that's into like you know metal and stuff like that, like Drew and I are. Uh, you'll you'll recognize this. It's actually uh, K Mac that does that one. Oh, sick! <laughs> that is so unsurprising. Yeah. Uh, so and that that guy, Big Shack, is unintentionally hilarious as well. Like at one yeah. point they're asking him, like I remember watching just like a little quick part of an interview with them, and it's like, so so you got yourself a record deal? Who'd you got a record deal with? And he's like, Island Records. And they're like, what? And he's like, Island <laughs> Records. It's like, do you mean Island Records? It's like, now, nah, brother, it's spelled I-S-L-A-N-D, Island Records. He's like, that's Island, mate. And he's like, nah, nah, brother, it's Island. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, I apologize wow. to any of my UK viewers. That uh, that accent was awful. So. It was like, man, it, it was something. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so the barrage uh, is always burst fire, and the alternative firing mode is also burst fire uh, <laughs> it's uh it just swaps sights between the two um it's really fast burst fire all the time uh <laughs> also the weirdest elements that it can uh that it can spawn in corrosive radiation that that's it that's so those it. two those two and none those are your options neat um so weird such a weird gun uh i'm not gonna lie it's 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 pretty bad it's a pretty bad gun if they took it out of the game i i genuinely would not care at all Mm -hmm. yeah that's fair um it kind of goes back to our last episode about having a little bit more diversity as far as what guns do and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's why i'd like to see I, i would agree with you on that I, lo- I love that they're spreading the loophole around, though. Love that. I, I'm not upset with that at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, but the but the but the barrage can just it can go. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good. Just so <laughs> go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, with with that, with going, going gun, I think that's uh, about it. So uh, not sure if we're going to be doing another two of the headhunter packs next time or not we will have to figure that out but we will let you all know i think i think at this point we can say that if uh, unless something else more interesting comes up that's probably what'll be in the next episode yep so but uh we've it's it's happened before to where we were like oh this is what we're gonna do and then they drop an update on us or a giant patch out of nowhere or whatever and mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's that's how it goes sometimes. In fact, on the on the day that the last episode dropped, we had this big shakeup in in drops and everything. And it's just it would have been like that would have made for an uninteresting episode, in my opinion, to just like start listing where you get everything. Yeah, 
I would, like, I would hey, agree with that. This person doesn't drop this anymore. Now they drop this, you know, or whatever. Like, just you can find it all. Uh, go to K6's Twitter page. There's a he's got a tw- uh, he's got a tweet posted at the or pinned to the top. It's got all the drops and everything. It's really great. Yeah, uh, Mental Mars also has a pretty good comprehensive list on it as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So go check those out. Anyways. That's going to do it for us. We will talk to you again in two weeks. Good luck and good drops. Bye.